Welcome to International Marxist Radio, the official podcast of the International Marxist Tendency, Marxist.com. Join us every single week for Marxist news, theory, and analysis. Hello and welcome to International Marxist Radio. I'm sure that our listeners will all have paid attention to the dramatic events unfolding in France, where the murder of a French-Algerian teenager by a police officer became the spark that lit a conflagration that swept the country with nightly riots and huge protests against police brutality, but obviously tapping as well into a deeper sentiment of hatred towards Macron's government of the rich. And there have been a number such very large protests, angry movements against Macron's government in the past several years. And in fact, our guest today, Jules, a leading member of Revolution, which is the French section of the international Marxist tendency, came on the show a few months ago to talk about another big movement against Macron around the hated pensions so-called reform, which he eventually had to force through using a presidential decree. Um, and here we are again, talking about yet another massive angry movement against Macron's government. Jules, thank you once again for joining us from Paris. Uh, hi, thank you for inviting me. Our pleasure. So can we first of all start with the facts? What exactly happened? What was the incident that triggered this unrest? Uh, uh, in fact, uh, last uh, Thursday, a young man from uh, Nanterre, a uh, city in the suburb of Paris, uh, was shot by the police uh, during uh, the traffic license control. Mm. Uh, the police uh, at first told that uh, this young man was driving his car towards them so that he was a threat and they had to shoot for to save their own lives. But uh, very soon, uh, two videos emerged that were uh, recorded by uh, bypassers showing that, in fact, uh, the young man was posing absolutely no threat to the police, but instead, they were the one uh, threatening him. On one of the videos, you can even hear one policeman uh, with uh, his gun in, in his hand, uh, his other hand through the window of the car, uh, threatening uh, to shoot uh, Nael and saying, I will put a bullet in your head. Yes. And the other one, uh, shouting, uh, shoot, shoot. So the, the shot, uh, the, the young man tried to, to flee, uh, these people threatening him. They mm. shot him in the chest and, uh, he died. And, uh, this death, uh, a new one after many others. In fact, uh, I checked, uh, this morning, 44 people were shot by the police, uh, only in 2021 and 2022. Yes. And uh, last year, uh, 13 people were shot by the police uh, during uh, a traffic control. And this one was one dead too much, to make it simple. And uh, riots exploded uh, first in, uh, his, in his hometown, uh, in Nanterre, with uh, big uh, anger coming in the streets, a lot of youths. And then it spread to 
to almost in fact every corner of the country uh, the big cities in uh, Lyon Marseille uh, Toulouse etc but also uh, more smaller cities and even very small towns you had riots in some uh, lost places in the in uh, in Isère or elsewhere in in little towns of few thousand inhabitants you had uh, big riots and a It is a reflection of the of the deep anger that exists in the country, in fact, and particularly in these poorest uh, neighborhoods in the suburbs. So Nahal M was the victim, um, French Algerian teen, and a point that a number of the protesters have made is that it was only the fact that he happened to be recorded by passersby. Mm. So the police's lies about the circumstances of his death could be immediately refuted that meant people were able to see the brutality that people from the hell's background are subject to every single day people are making the point that were it not for that video he would just be one more statistic but this is the point this kind of brutality this kind of racist violence this kind of violence against people from working class backgrounds in paris it goes on all the time it just so happened on this occasion there was irrefutable evidence that made its way to social media almost immediately i saw that video quite early on it made it as far as britain in no time at all and that i suppose was the only thing that made this particular murder exceptional this isn't a unique incident as you say no not at all uh, in fact uh, police violence uh is a big question uh, in France uh, against a uh, poor neighborhood, uh, the suburbs, etc. But uh, in a, in a, in a whole series of uh, of cases, I think everybody, uh, a lot of people, not everybody, but in, a lot of people is in, in the world uh, saw uh, the multiple videos of uh, police violence against demonstrations uh, during the last movement mm -hmm. with uh, explosive grenades, uh, tear gas, uh, armored vehicle, all these things. Uh, in one demo, uh, we even had uh, a team of two policemen on an ATV bike, one driving and an another one on the back, shooting people from the back of the ATV while circling around the demonstration. It, it was My completely God. mad. But this is during demonstration. But uh, police violence is uh, a daily phenomenon in, uh, in the poorest neighborhood. And even in uh, in a lot of places, even in the center of the cities, uh, police violence is uh, very, very common. Uh, you have had these uh, last year's several studies uh, showing and documenting uh, the fact that the French police is uh, the most violent and uh, the most murderous of uh, Western Europe. Mm -hmm. The ones that shoot and kill the most uh, of uh, its own citizens. Yeah, I I have one of those studies to hand, actually. The Parisian Observatory of Public Freedoms, which is a body that's been monitoring the rallies and the protests and the strikes in France over the last few years, makes this point that the French police are the most brutal in Western Europe. It accuses the police of terrorizing protesters, their words, and often subjecting them to unjustified tear gassing and bludgeoning i'm not sure what would constitute justify tear gassing and bludgeoning but there you go this is just a liberal ngo so it's going to put it in those terms but nevertheless there's plenty of studies which confirm the unique brutality of the french police and 
about this case, uh, the, de the death of Nile is also uh, linked to, to two laws. Uh, one uh, that was passed in uh, 2017, in 2017 uh, that authorized, in fact, policemen to shoot uh, at cars who were refusing to stop after two uh, verbal uh, warnings. And uh, since uh, the adoption of this law, uh, the, the number of people killed, shot by the police while they were driving a car had been uh, multiplied by five, five times. So this law, in fact, uh, was, uh, had been uh, received by the police as uh, an encouragement to shoot, in fact, as a promise of impunity. And the question of uh, video is also a, a touchy topic in France because uh, you had been other cases like this of uh, people beaten, uh, even sometimes um, harshly beaten, police saying, yeah, but we were uh, threatened by him and a video coming out of him being beaten with no reason. And government a few years ago tried and succeeded in part to make uh, filming policemen illegal while they were while they are on duty i wonder why yeah but uh, this kind of violence is uh, is systematic i was saying especially in the suburbs uh, in the popular neighborhood neighborhood around the big cities uh, it takes the form of systematic abuse uh, combined with uh, racism uh, and you have all sorts of laws uh, giving uh, tools to the police to harass uh, the youth. For instance, it is forbidden by law and punished uh, up to two months uh, jail to gather with more than three people in a stairwell or a building uh, hall. It is forbidden and you can uh, be arrested for this. So you have the police use all these kind of laws to harass, to arrest, to brutalize uh, youth from this neighborhood on a, on a daily basis, in fact, on an almost systematic basis. Mm. And uh, this provoke, uh, generate a big anger, a big reserve of anger and, uh, and frustration, which add up to what we were saying earlier, racism and uh, the lack of economic perspectives. These are also uh, the neighborhood with some of the highest unemployment of uh, metropolitan France, uh, very few public services, a constant, a constant barrage of uh, racist propaganda in the media, uh, in the in the street, in the press, in schools, and everything. You have uh, an almost uninterrupted campaign of propaganda against Muslims and uh, people from Africa and North Africa, especially during the last um, twenty years or more. So these things are the basis on which the murder of Nile. Uh, came and uh, as a spark in fact yes and in terms of the violent nature of the french police and the anger that that's cultivated amongst the population even in the last few years if we think about the gilets jaunes movement in 2018 2019 through to the big strike movement of 2019 through to the recent pensions disputes Particularly during the Gilets Jaunes, actually, there were all sorts of horrific photographs coming out of France of kids, teenagers with fingers blown off, eyes blown out by sting ball grenades, people being beaten by 
gangs of policemen, and that is a term that I think is opposite, gangs of policemen, violent gangs of policemen. How do we explain the particularly brutal nature of the French police? Why is it that they're so infamous for their aggressiveness towards protesters? You have two parts of it, in fact, to, to this uh, answer. The first is police violence against uh, mobilization, working class mobilizations. And this uh, date from a long time, from the almost uh, from the, the, the beginning of the century, of the last century, in fact, with uh, big uh, repression of movement, uh, police shooting, charging, uh, beating, and this this uh, almost never ceased. They don't no longer shoot with uh, live bullets, but a repression of movement of strikes has been a violent repression of movement and strike has been a, a constant feature of uh, state uh, response to uh, working class mobilizations. And this uh, combined with uh, the raci racism uh, used by the, the bourgeois state, by the bourgeoisie, to uh, divide the working class. And uh, one of the of the tool of this racist campaign is to link um, delinquency to uh, immigrants, to uh, Arabic people, to blacks, to Muslims, to uh, all this. And since uh, the beginning of the 2000, and even more since uh, the terror attacks of uh, 2015, mm. all this combined with the use of uh, uh, amalgaming uh, Muslims with terrorism, uh, radicalization, and all this. And the police is being used as a tool to, 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 to aggravate, in fact, this situation. Mm. And you have also another thing that is a competition between uh, different parties of the right to who, uh, to, 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 to whom will be the most uh, racist. Mm. Uh, uh, Two years ago, I think, uh, Interior Minister Darmanin, uh, Macron's Interior Minister Darmanin, uh, who is supposed Darma uh, Macron is supposed to be a, a center ground uh, politician, yep. uh, uh, said to Marine Le Pen on TV, uh, face to face, that she was too soft on uh, delinquents and he was harsher than her on uh, Islam. And that was a good thing. And you have this kind of competition pushing uh, violent police violence forward. If anyone's and, not clear, just for context, that's Marine Le Pen, who is the leader of National Rally, oh, yeah. formerly the National Front. So the far-right party in France. Yeah. And uh, you, you have this, these things. And you have also another thing that is... Um, during the last big mobilization, such as uh, Gilets Jaunes or the pension reform mobilization, you had uh, calls from uh, police unions saying uh, that they were the only one uh, defending the society. And so the government must support them, even in case of uh, Nael or of this kind of murders, in fact. And you have this uh, ambiguous situation of uh, threats coming from police unions and the use of police by the state to 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 
to use, in fact, racism to divide uh, the popula- the working class. But it's it's a tricky game because, uh, as we saw with uh, the Gilets Jaunes, when the police violence is directed not only at uh, young blacks and Muslims, but at every demonstrators, it can backfire. And uh, it was uh, a very dangerous period at the time for uh, Macron's government. Mm. A lot of people are making comparisons with the protest movement that broke out in 2005 Mm. when three youths were chased by police into an electric power station and two of them were killed. Um, after being electrocuted and that sparked a very large movement that sparked lots of anger and riots and protests how does this situation compare with 2005 um the situation is uh compar- com- uh, comparable but there's uh some differences the first is um that this uh wave of riots this wave of uh, anger come uh, after a big uh, mobilization uh, of the working class against uh, the pension pension reform, so it came it came against uh, a government that is already uh, weak and fragilized. And the other one is also that since uh, 2005, we have had a lot of movements. We have had uh, the gilets jaunes. So the question of police violence is not only a thing uh, confined to some part of the society. It had been uh, known for, for it, it's a thing known to a lot of people. And it's uh, helped uh, the anger to resonate in a wider layer, in fact. And uh, another thing, yeah, another thing is also that uh, the reaction of the left, but at the time, because at the time, uh, almost everybody uh, in 2005, almost everybody on the left was uh, very passive or even uh, supporting the work of the police and all these all these kind of things. But uh, today, the situation is uh, a bit partly uh, different. Uh, on the politic on the union front, uh, you have uh, coal. Uh, condemnation of the murder and all this kind of thing uh, on a wider layer and um, on the political front also. Uh, for instance, uh, the left, uh, the le- alliance of the left-wing parties is uh, divided. In 2005, almost uh, no party was uh, refusing uh, to call for calm, mm-hmm. to call for peace. This is, this is Nupes, right? The main coalition of the left. Yes. Uh, in 2005, when a journalist was asking to uh, a left-wing politician, a left-wing activist, to, will you call uh, to calm? Will you call to peace tonight? Almost everyone w- were saying, yes, I, I will, I will. And uh, they were calling to peace and they were saying, yeah, we, we need to stop these riots and uh, it's not a good thing. And every-. But today... Uh, Socialist Party and Communist Party are saying the same. You, we need uh, to call for peace and calm and all these things. But uh, leaders of uh, France Insoumise have systematically refused to do so. Mm. And uh, 
you have even you had even a, a weird video from a weird uh, declaration from Mélenchon saying that you shouldn't burn the things that are to all of us that is schools library and uh, sport equipment and that's all so implicitly burning a police station yeah why not <laughs> it's not to all of us so you have uh, a change in the, the way that the general public saw these uh, police murders and the reaction of a part of the left. That, I think, is worth drawing out, actually. We'll get on to the left in more detail later, but the public reaction, I think, is important to note. Mm-hmm. And it's germane with what we've seen in the last few years with the Gilets jaunes and with the pensions dispute. The public levels of support at least for quite a long period of time, for many of these movements, has been quite high. I remember during the Gilets jaunes, even when there were these big weekly protests and a lot of disruption, there was a lot of solidarity and sympathy Mm -hmm. from the general public. And similarly, uh, I've read lots of reports, even in the English language press, where people are being interviewed in Paris, and particularly in the suburbs, and lots of ordinary French people are saying, yeah, I mean, the police are completely out of control. This is an unjustifiable murder of an unarmed young man. And we sympathize with the kids who are out expressing their their rage. And I think given the scale of some of these these protests and riots, um, that's really quite striking. And it goes to show just how broad this mood of anger and hatred towards Macron and his government really is. Yeah, that's that's a good remark. Uh, The thing is, the task uh, of the workers' movement uh, should have been to link all of this, of to link uh, the anger caused by the murder, uh, the anger caused by uh, all uh, Macron's so-called, so-called reforms, uh, all uh, all anger that exists in the society against uh, all the problems that there, that there is. And it would have been even uh, easier, as you said, because since uh, the Gilets jaunes, since the big movement uh, of the last years, uh, a lot of people have understood that police violence is a is a, uh, a real issue, is a real problem. It's not something that is, uh, as I said, necessary, necessary because uh, you see there are delinquents and violence and all this. The use of uh, these methods, these violence methods against uh, Ordinary demonstrators, most mm. of them were not activists, were not uh, politicized before, was seen as uh, a turn, uh, a turning point, in fact, on this question of police violence. Mm. And uh, it could have been, in fact, it could, uh, what, what the unions could have, be, could have done, uh, they should have uh, called. Uh, or an immediate um, uh, demonstration, national demonstration on this question, mm-hmm. even a 24-hour uh, general strike. I mean, in uh, May 68, it was what uh, what was done. Uh, police brutalized uh, young students, and all the unions and the left parties called to a one-day general strike on this question of police violence. In uh, 1986, where with the more the death of uh, Malik Usikin, uh, a young man killed by the police at the, uh, at the time, there was the same thing, a big national demonstration against police violence to protest. 
But today, it has not been the case. Mm. And uh, neither uh, the trade unions or uh, the left parties are doing this. France Insoumise is doing a better job than all the other uh, left parties. Yeah, can, can we just quickly single out for scorn uh, a really terrible statement by the Communist Party where, I, I got it in French here, so I'm not going to try and do a close translation, but basically they focus almost entirely on ending the violence and protecting businesses rather than directing their fire towards the murderous state forces that killed this poor kid. Yeah. And trying to rally their supporters, trying to rally the working class. None of that. It's just, we have to end the violence. Uh, we're very sorry this has happened. And we have to stop burning down shops and businesses and this sort of thing. Pretty pathetic stuff from the Communist Party. Yeah, the, the Communist Party, in fact, the Communist Party since uh, a few years uh, is uh, thinking to, to have uh, find a way out of its cri own crisis by turning to the right. Mm. And they are doing uh, more and more uh, statements uh, directed towards uh, right-wing uh, voters and uh, right-wing uh, sympathizers. Mm. In, in, they try, in fact, to win back a layer of uh, national rally uh, voters. So you have uh, the general secretary of the, of the Communist Party uh, criticizing... Uh, Criticizing uh, the youth, criticizing uh, vegetarianism, criticizing uh, migrants, uh, giving its its uh, complete support to the police. At a time, uh, two years ago, uh, policemen were accused to having uh, falsified evidence uh, to uh, condemn, to make uh, some uh, youth con uh, condemned. They were. Uh, it was uh, revealed, so the youth in question were freed. Police unions organized a demonstration to criticize this, de this uh, de decision, and the Communist Party went uh, at this demonstration of the police union to support the police union. We were uh, complaining that they, are, they weren't authorized to falsify evidence. You have all these things, and, and the Communist Party is becoming more and more... Uh, a joke, in fact, but mm. a, a, a cruel joke. Not very funny. Uh, not, not a very funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about Macron's position because when we spoke to you last, it was kind of at the beginning of what was a very powerful and very angry protest movement, labor struggle against his attempts to jack up the retirement age by two years, and this was a very, very powerful movement. Once again, just like the Gilets jaunes, just like the big strike wave in 2019, had every chance of bringing down Macron, but he was able to slip through the net once again, despite you know having no majority now after the results of the last presidential election, despite being forced to ram through the reform using a constitutional amendment, which enraged an even wider layer of French society and brought the youth out in particular. Despite all of that, because of the weakness and the vacillation of the leaders of the labor movement and the political left, once again, he was able to survive. And there was a statement put out or a number of statements put out on, on your website explaining how he, he won this battle 
but it was a Pyrrhic victory, and he emerged from this position weakened, and it would only take another spark, another incident, and you could see the anger in society provoked again. Clearly, that has been the case, and as ever with Macron, because he's an arrogant SOB, um, who always manages to make things worse by his public statements. On the day that Nahel was killed, he was in Britain, hobnobbing with Elton John at Glastonbury, uh, which didn't look good. He made some statement which actually showed his weakness, where first of all, he tried to sound conciliatory. He said, oh, this is inexcusable and inexplicable. Uh, we, we need to have justice and this sort of thing shows his weakness that he had to come out with that. But now he's come out again and said this is all as a result of kids who play too many violent video games and are raised by bad parents. So obviously it's just a bunch of guys who play too much Resident Evil and they stick on their black gear and go to burn down the chandeliers. And that kind of response has only enraged people even more. Couple that with a heavy-handed police repression. What was it? 45,000 police deployed in France in order to curb the protests and riots. So this is, this is a guy who for many years has been teetering on the brink. His government is extremely weak. It's very unpopular. And it's only really because of a lack of a proper program of political struggle to galvanize all these different you know, sources of anger towards Macron, towards uh, campaigns to remove him on the part of the left and the labor movement and its leadership, the bureaucracy, uh, that means that he's, he's still in power. But what kind of position is Macron in? How is he, how is he coping with um, this latest explosion in French society? At the end of the, mo of the movement against uh, pension reform, uh, was defeated by the way, uh, by, because mainly because of the, of the main strategy of the trade union confederacies, uh, the so-called days of action, who, who failed in every previous movement and failed again this time. But at the end of the, of the movement, uh, Macron emerged, uh, victorious. But as you say, it was a Pyrrhic victory. He was deeply unpopular. Uh, in the last year, he lost uh, 13 points of support. He is now more or less around 30% of approval. Uh, you have had a big uh, anger and more dangerous, a big attention mm. from the public towards the political front. People who usually don't care about uh, parliament were following very att attentively every step of the parliamentary process. Uh, the, uh, the Constitutional Council uh, that nobody cares in normal time uh, was forced, is that, that is uh, kind of uh, our Supreme Court, who uh, state if a law is uh, constitutional or not. Uh, they were forced to uh, deliberate under EV uh, police protection with hundreds of policemen mobilized just to protect the Constitutional Council. It was the first time in the history of the, of the Fifth Republic that this, this happened. And it's a very bad sign for Macron and for the bourgeoisie in general. That is, the people are beginning to question uh, the political uh, mechanism of the of, uh, bourgeois state. And the government is uh, very fragile. A few months ago, at the end of the movement, uh, Macron asked, asked for 100 uh, days of appeasement to make a more peaceful society at the end. And he ended up with 
a political crisis, uh, urban riots, and a wave of, of small-scale strikes uh, for uh, pay rises. Because in the, in the same period, after the defeat of the big movement against the pension reform, you have, you have had a, a wave of small-scale uh, strikes in a lot of, of small, uh, bigger uh, enterprises. And some of them obtained uh, victories and pay rises. Uh, one that was particularly uh, inspiring was a strike of the vendors of uh, Verbode, uh, that is uh, a, a children uh, clothes shop. Uh, they they had a long strike, uh, several months, but they won at the at the end. And it is something that have inspired others. So you have this situation that is uh, explosive in uh, all sense of the term. And uh, Macron is isolated and is uh, criticized by by almost everyone on the political front. Mm -hmm. uh, the far right is uh, waiting for the moment to provoke the fall of its government in parliament. The, they're waiting for the moment they think they will have the best opportunity to replace him. Uh, in normal time, uh, we shall already have had uh, a snap election, in fact. But... Uh, to, to give the bourgeoisie a, a more stable government, mm -hmm. one who could be able to to put more control reforms in place, because nobody thinks Macron will be able to 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 stay in power for four more years, with at each pay uh, each step each big counter reform, he will risk to provoke a big movement, and it's too risky a situation for the bourgeoisie. The problem is. Nobody seems to be able to take Macron's seat in a, in a stable or, or a secure way. Uh, traditional right, uh, Les Républicains, is in deep crisis. Uh, the far right is uh, more important as a bigger uh, base of support. But the arrival of uh, Marine Le Pen in power and the national rally would be a, a provocation for the youth uh, and a big part of the working class so it it what it it is a, it would be a risk to provoke a movement just by having this government in place and uh, the left is dominated by the France insoumise so it is also a risk you can you can't do uh, as you as they did by the past so ah, the right wing uh, has failed we will have the socialist party in power mm -hmm. we will do the same for 5 years and then it will be okay you, you can do this because the arrival to power of a government dominated by the France Insoumise would uh, raise the hopes of the working class. Right. And it is too dangerous. So there is no alternative, in fact, for the bourgeoisie yet. So they will go from crisis to crisis until, until uh, something uh, compels them to, to call a snap election or, or do something, in fact, be it a uh, parliamentary maneuver from the right or another mass movement uh, from the youth or the workers. So what's the situation in France at the moment? Uh, what is the situation as far as the riots and protests go? Um, how are things on the ground? Uh, after uh, a few nights of riots, uh, it seems to, to recede a bit. And mm. It's uh, it's a normal thing. Uh, I mean, you have had, as you said, uh, 
a big uh, repression. Uh, 45,000 45, policemen mobilized and not ordinary policemen. Uh, some of them were, the, were members of uh, anti-terrorist uh, squads, uh, special units of the police against uh, all, all these kind of things, the Red, the GIGN, the military police, in fact, in a, in a way, were uh, unleashed on the youth. You had uh, photos of guys with uh, assault rifle arresting uh, young kids in the streets and uh, chasing them on uh, ATV in the streets. And, Almost surrealist uh, things, a big uh, level of uh, of repression. You have also you had also uh, a big uh, condemnation uh, with uh, jail time and all these all these things. But at the same time, uh, there seem to have been uh, calls to 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 keep the violence down to a certain level because. Uh, If a second kid would have been killed next last week, it it would have been uh, too much for the government to to support, probably. But you have this thing, and you have also another thing that is uh, the riots uh, were kept isolated. Mm. Uh, you have all these uh, call of support, more or less coming from the left, uh, trade union, CGT trade union, uh, calling uh, to. Uh, a recast of the police and condemning uh, the murder, but that's all. Uh, even uh, the left wing of the CGT, uh, Unité CGT, that is the main confederation of... Uh, CGT is the main trade union confederation, and Unité CGT is the left wing of the CGT. Mm -hmm. uh, they condemned uh, the murder. Uh, they threatened uh, to call for a general strike, but only if the government uh, were to proclaim uh, a state of emergency. But the mm. government already said they, they will not do this. So the riots were left uh, isolated and even the France Insoumise, uh, they did some things good uh, on a propaganda uh, level, if you mean. Since, for instance, there was the declaration of Mélenchon I talked uh, earlier. In the first night of riots, Uh, they sent uh, some of their uh, MPs uh, make uh, a tour of the police station of the suburbs to check uh, if uh, youth arrested were brutalized or not and uh, testify and uh, observe. That, that is a good thing, in fact, uh, from a purely propaganda uh, purpose, but they, uh, they didn't make more than this. There was no call to demonstration, no call to strike, no call to uh, organize solidarity demonstration coming from political or union uh, organization of the left. Mm. And these demonstrations uh, were left isolated, in fact, mm. by the main organization of the, of the working class. And today, uh, they are beginning to recede because of this. And... Uh, it will probably continue to, 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 to scale down until uh, things come back to some kind of normality. But it's a normality, uh, an explosive normality. And another movement can explode uh, any time, in fact. And I don't know whether you can cast any light on this, but we're hearing reports this morning that similar protests have broken out in Belgium and uh, French-speaking Switzerland 
which goes to show the general mood of anger that exists across Europe. Um, and these were apparently protests explicitly in solidarity with the protests and riots in France and also directed against police violence. I don't know if you know anything about this. I haven't uh, heard about this, but uh, it's not surprising. I mean, uh, police violence, we, we talked earlier about the specificity of uh, French police violence, mm. but police violence is, uh, is a characteristic of every capitalist society. And uh, combined uh, with racism, with uh, all this kind of thing, it is... Uh, widely present in uh, in all uh, capitalist society. And in Europe, you have also this kind of solidarity from working people speaking the same languages, uh, coming from the same uh, countries, harassed uh, in the same way, and uh, more or less the same way. And it is a sign of what could have been done, in fact. If a big movement uh, had begun uh, influence on this question, it could have spread to, to the whole continent, or not the whole continent, maybe, but to other countries, in fact. Mm. And uh, it would have been a great opportunity uh, to, to change society, in fact. Sure, it puts me in mind somewhat, and comparisons have been made with the movement that erupted after the murder of George Floyd in the US a few years ago and the Black Lives Matter protests that started in the States and reached insurrectionary proportions there, but also spread throughout the world. Because, as you say, even though America does have a particularly acute problem of police violence towards black people in particular, um, the, the general mood of anger against the state, against the racist violence of the state, but also the general inequality and poverty and precarity of life under capitalism meant that there was a lot of solidarity with those protests around the world. We have big ones in London, for example. So just to wrap this up, the situation remains very febrile and anything could set things off again. What are the tasks of the left at this moment. So that's the political left organized in France Insoumise. Um, that's the leaders of the trade union movement, particularly the left caucus within the CGT, uh, United CGT. And what are the Marxists, the communists, our organization doing in relation to this situation in the next period? Okay, so the task of the left uh, would be to, to draw the lessons uh, from the, from, uh, these mobilizations. The first one is uh, the mobilization against pension reform uh, failed because of the strategy. Uh, the days of action uh, were not sufficient to uh, force the bourgeoisie to retreat. What would have been necessary would have been uh, a general strike, a renewable uh, general strike. And the other thing was also uh, on the program on the, the strategy, because a lot of people were uh, supporting the movement, but uh, they were not participating in it. They were not uh, mobilizing, uh, striking, because they were thinking that uh, it was it was not worth it was not worth the time. In fact, uh, worth the effort. If you succeed to uh, make this uh, this reform. Uh, retreat, another one 
will be uh, put forward in a few years or few months. And if you have to fight now, you have to fight against the, the whole system, the whole uh, capitalist crisis. And it's the problem of the of the it's the thing that left have to do is to put forward a program of fight against austerity, against capitalism, against racism, against police violence, and against the wall of this, the wall of of a capitalist society. And it is, in fact, a struggle not only against capitalist society, but what the left need is a, a program of struggle for, for socialism, for uh, a socialist society with no police violence, with no use of racism, with no... Not every of this, and that's the thing the left needs to do. In fact, if it if it wants to win, if it wants to stop this situation, and what we will do is to put forward this argument. It is to put forward these ideas in the left, in the youth, in uh, everywhere we can. Mm. Just as we've been speaking, I've seen an update that apparently Macron's going to try and remove the most sensitive content on social media, his words, in relation to these protests. But he won't be able to bring down this particular podcast from social media or anywhere else because we record out of Britain. So the long arm of the French state won't be able to silence Jules this time. Thank you once again, Jules, for joining us in solidarity with the comrades of Evolution and solidarity with the French workers and youth fighting against all the ills and crimes of capitalist society. Um, I'm going to put a link to the latest statement by the French comrades of the IMT on these events in the episode description. And if you haven't already, I recommend going back and listening to Jules' previous episode where we talk about the pensions dispute because this isn't an isolated incident. This is part of an unfolding story of the crisis of French capitalism and the mobilisation of the French working class and youth. So one more time, Jules, thank you for joining us. Thank you for the invitation again. That was International Marxist Radio. Thanks for joining us. Tune in again same time next week for more Marxist news, theory and analysis. And if you've been inspired by what you've heard today, get in touch via our website, marxist.com and find out more about how you can join the international Marxist tendency and fight for revolution where you are.